This is Leslie, Thinking Upwards. Welcome to the Walnut Women podcast. You know, right thinking about God leads to right living. Join our conversation as we discuss various topics through a biblical lens and a Christ-centered worldview. We hope the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit will help you live out gospel-transformed lives for the glory of God. In this episode, Katie, Merrill, and Eileen join me as we talk about how believers can bring the gospel outside the four walls of the church and into our everyday relationships. This is the Walnut Women Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to another episode of Walnut Women. Today we have Eileen Dye joining us, and she's actually a recent new member transferred to our church. So Eileen, can you just share a little bit about what God has been doing in your life this past year with all your transitions? Sure. Hi everyone, my name is Eileen. Um, I'm married to my husband, Mike. We've been married for about 10 months. Um, recently started coming to FCBC Walnut in August of last year. So I've been here for about um, a little over a year and recently became a member. Mm -hmm. I work at a cardiology and internal medicine clinic as a physician assistant or PA. And it's an outpatient clinic, um, uh, apart from a hospital. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. Um, actually, our topic is about the gospel, particularly how we as a church, since we are no longer really haven't been meeting all together inside the church, um, we wanted to talk about how God desires for the gospel to permeate and leave the four walls of the church into our lives and into all the nations and i know this is a really big question but i'm basically asking how are we to take our responsibility as christians to evangelize and to minister to unbelievers um so i'm going to start off by asking you eileen not to put you on the spot but <laughs> just to share a little bit about um how work has been going and i know you have a lot of coworkers that you see and that you've been ministering to. Can you just kind of share a little bit about um, your journey at your workplace? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'd say in general, since um, the COVID pandemic started, work has been a higher stress environment. Um, just having to adjust to um, different operations with the pandemic. And as a result, there's just a lot of um, communication and um, room for error uh, with that in between just different members um, at our work and i think that this comes with a lot of opportunity too for like sinning against one another frustration um, grumbling um, gossiping and i know at times i've been engaged in these sins as well as um, a recipient of them too and um, i think one of the things that i've noticed um, that god has used this past time in my life is has been um in the instances in which I've been wronged, I know that I've fallen short in sharing God's grace right in the moment, but um, coming home and praying through it, God has always convicted my heart of um, just how sweet his grace is to me in light of my sin and um, moving me to also share that grace and forgiveness with coworkers. Um, and on the other side of it, I know I've also wronged and sinned against others too during this stressful time at work. And um, I'm just really grateful for God softening my heart and humbling me to 
ask for forgiveness and apologize mm -hmm. to coworkers when I've also wronged them too. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like that's one thing that I've noticed that might be unique to work situations where um, you're just having to deal with a whole lot more communication than before with COVID creating changes. And I think also there's also this season of uncertainty in all of our lives. Um, there's fear, there's stress, sadness, anxiety. Um, and that's actually allowed me to get to know my coworkers better um, on a deeper level, level during our break times or lunches. Um, it's allowed me to ask them how they're doing, um, listen to them, follow up with them, tell them, um, tell them that I would like to pray for them, um, letting them know that I'm praying for them, um, and also sharing what I've been going through too, and um, just beginning to allude to what Christ means to me too. So I think that um, those are just some things that I've noticed, like how COVID has kind of shaped my relationships with people at work. Do your coworkers um, know that you're a Christian? I think so. Um, I remember back around Easter time, um, everyone was kind of asking each other, like, what is the, <laughs> like, what is the meaning of Easter? Like, why is it a holiday? Um, so that was like pretty amazingly orchestrated. I was able to share a bit about Christianity then. That was like many months ago. And um, many of them know that I'm a Christian, um, whether it was through um, offering prayer, mentioning that I go to church, or um, um, sharing Bible verses. Uh, so I think some do, some do know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like right now, whether we're working or we're um, at home or we're serving in any capacity, I know that God has given to us different people in our lives. Some, not all of them are Christian or believers. And I guess my question for you is when you have an interaction with an unbeliever in this pandemic, what is going on in your mind? Like, where is your heart? And do you feel like the burden that you have this gospel hope message that you can offer to them? So like, I'm just going to ask you guys, like, how, how has it been for you to interact with people who are not Christian right now? Well, you know, I have a neighbor up the street. Um, I talk to her once in a while in passing when we walk. She walks her dogs. And I know that she's a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And then um, I never made the connection that when the pandemic hit that she wouldn't have an income. And one day I just kind of, I saw her, waved at her, how's it going? She says, oh yeah, you know, no business or I can't open her shop. And then I realized, oh, I didn't even make that connection. Um, and then, so I started praying for her. She's not a Christian, I'm pretty sure. I didn't tell her I was going to pray for her, but then I started praying for her. Then I then I thought, you know, I was asked her to give me a haircut and I'll pay her, you know, whatever she wants. I'll get my haircut, you know, in her garage. <laughs> Even though, you know, don't tell anybody he's not supposed to do that or something like that. Okay. <laughs> so it made me more intentional about uh, wanting to share the gospel or build a relationship. Because it didn't feel like I didn't really have uh, intention of doing that before. Mm -hmm. But since I know her need now, I kind of wanted to talk to her more. And we've talked a few more times haven't gone to the gospel. I think she knows I'm a Christian because I've mentioned about church before. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of as far as I've, I've gotten so far. But, you know, like what Leslie's saying, it has made me more aware of people's needs. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, 
you know, financially and otherwise. Katie, when you tell people what you do for as a profession, do you feel a little bit weird? Like, like they expect you to share the gospel with them or like they treat you differently? Like, oh, I work for church. I'm a children's minister, you know? Yeah, well, because I don't have the uh, title as a pastor. I think that's less intimidating. Mm. <laughs> I said I'm a children's director at my church. Mm-hmm. And they're generally asked, oh, which church? Then mm. I tell them, you know, it's on Fairway. And then that's usually how far it goes. And, and I try to push it a little bit. You know, do you go to church? You know, or yeah. what's your religious background? So it gives me a little bit opening that way. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, this, what this pandemic has, um, how God has been working in my heart, in particular uh, to unbelievers, because I don't actually interact with a lot of people in a regular setting because I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, but I've been really feeling the burden that I need to be available and ready because I know that people are struggling now just with the their 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 false securities of this temporary world have been uprooted by a lot of things in COVID. And um, I've really been praying that if there is an opportunity today or tomorrow that I will be ready to share the gospel or ready to um, meet a need, a tangible felt need to someone that I might bump into, whether a stranger or, um, you know, some old friendships that, you know, we still kind of keep in touch. And so, yeah, I, I really feel like um, this pandemic has really, God has allowed it to give me like this burden that I don't think I really had before. And I think that I just want to know like how God has been working in your hearts. And um, one thing that I find that God has really used is the friendships that I have built with various coworkers or friends and neighbors in passing. Like, you know, we, we don't really keep in touch, but, you know, in this time, I'm able to just kind of send a quick text and check in on people and just kind of show intentional care. And even in the fires for um, those who are living near the fires, just checking in on them. And if I sense that they need prayer or some word of encouragement, like I would want to share it. Now, have we gotten to the point where I've actually shared the gospel with some of these people? No, we haven't gotten there yet, but it's on my mind. Like I want to be ready when the opportunity comes. And I'm a little less bold in um, verbalizing the gospel. So I probably could have just shared it with them and said, you know what, I have some good news for you. But I, I just kind of wait for like an opportune time where I'm sensing, you know, the Holy Spirit guidance, but I'm praying that I will always be ready and bold. How about Meryl? I mean, you, you have patients that you work with. Are you sensing any fear in them and coming to the dentist? And do you see any opportunities? Um, I think the people who come, they're generally are open to coming. That's why they're there. <laughs> um, I think sometimes when I ask them about different things that are going, honestly, when people come to a dentist, a lot of people, they just, they're not into having like a long conversation with their dentist. (laughs) Um, I think also there's a complication of having just like a professional relationship. Like, you know, I try not to talk about politics or, you know, like I don't want to get into it with my patient. That's just not the time or the place to do it. 
I think um, when we were, I was thinking about this topic though, I was thinking more about um, just the people that I work with, which is also a complicating dynamic, I guess, because it's like I'm over them. Mm -hmm. um, but I can, when Eileen was sharing about just like frustrations and just extra stress at work, like I could definitely identify and um, just the whole situation is just like new. And in general, people everywhere are more on edge right now. You know, yeah. there's so many things, so many different stresses that we're mm -hmm. dealing with, whether it be the pandemic or the fires or, you know, like the list is endless, you know. And if you read the news, it talks about a lot of people who are depressed and like suicide is like at an all-time high and drug abuse is at an all-time high. So it's obvious that um, people are dealing with their stresses in different ways. And I think I need to be more intentional. Like sometimes I do think, man, like the way I'm expressing my frustration or my stress, this is not reflective of a quote unquote pastor's wife. I think that's why I asked you the question, Katie, because I feel like when Hallie and I meet people and they ask like, oh, so what do you do? And Hallie is like, oh, I'm a pastor. It's like a it's like a conversation suicide right there. Like a lot of times people just, you can tell like they just don't want to interact that much unless they have like already some religious um, background or something. But other than that, like at weddings, I remember I would just feel really awkward. Like they don't want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> but um, I think at work, I could definitely be more um, intentional about praying. Like, God, how do I reflect the gospel and the way that I interact with people, especially those who I'm like, quote unquote, like in charge of, you know, how can I like show grace or mercy in this circumstance? And how can I be more like Christ instead of being more like what um, would be expected in the world? But again, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out. I think it's a complicated balance to maintain a professional relationship and have that attitude yeah I mean honestly like conduct and your actions speak louder than your words sometimes and I think that people really do recognize righteousness and Christ-likeness in believers who demonstrate like the posture of humility and any kind of characteristic that reflects Christ it really does stand out because uh, even like refraining from you know cursing at, in the work environment that speaks volumes of like self-control and just not needing like that kind of outlet for you know your your words um but this is just a side comment meryl but the funny thing about me going to the dentist is i feel like every hygienist i've ever gone to always was sharing the gospel or their faith with me it was so interesting <laughs> that that was the place where I heard the gospel the most when I was in a dental chair. Like they're working in your mouth and they're sharing the they're gospel. They're talking to me and I'm like trying to respond oh. to agreeing. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I took that they were being faithful to their work <laughs> environment. That was the place I've heard the gospel shared with me the most. <laughs> that is interesting. Maybe I should ask you more about what that looked like. <laughs> I, I, could tell you, I couldn't say much, but it, that was the place where, yeah, people were. But maybe as a hygienist, you also feel more freedom because you're, you're like an employee. You're not like the one yeah. in charge, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, you know, like going back to the conduct and the hope that we have in Christ, which 
during this pandemic is revealing to everyone where our hope lies. Who are we placing it in or what have we placed it in? And I, this is like the biggest contrast I see between believers and unbelievers. Like, I don't know what, where unbelievers are placing their hope right now. Everywhere they turn, it's, <laughs> there is no security in it. Mm. Um, and so I think personally, I, I guess I just want to ask you guys, um, what does it mean to offer hope to someone who we know, like there's no hope that we can find on this earth. And how does that look like practically um, to be sharing this hope? And what, what exactly, what is this hope about? <laughs> Silence, I guess we, we all struggle with that too maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that our hope is in uh, in the life after this life, you mm -hmm. know, eternal life for us. But yet that seems so far away that, oh, yeah, well, you can hope have hope because after this, after we die, you know, uh, we have hope in Christ for eternity. Um, but that seems so uh, not practical at the moment. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like anything that we would say would not make sense unless the Holy Spirit were to really enlighten someone's heart and mind to really accept it. Because I feel like anything you say like, oh, you know, like I have hope because even though everything is changing, like God is unchanging and he is good. And I would say like from an unbelieving perspective, it's like, is God really good? Like, look at where we're at right now, you know, and I think we could yeah, we could share about how God is still good and how he has shown to be faithful in these circumstances. Um, but I think the spirit really needs to move in that instance to really change someone's heart to see, oh yeah, you know, God is good, even though everything looks really bleak and sorrowful and bad. And so I think we have to just be faithful to share what we believe in, whether or not it's received or whether or not... Um, people really understand where we're coming from, you know. Um, I think something in our young married community group, something that's been really encouraging to me is just like seeing in the midst of just a lot of trial or uh, suffering or pain, like people just being open to prayer. Um, and even maybe even if people don't really profess uh, faith in Jesus Christ there is just a willingness to to pray and to acknowledge like man you know like I really need God whoever that is right now I need him and I'm gonna call out to him and um, I think that in it of itself is just a huge encouragement even though someone doesn't outright say like yeah I believe Jesus died for my sin you know it's a it's a step you know yeah, that's a good point. That reminds me of a conversation I had with a doctor at our church. And he said that recently he's had more of a burden to share Christ. And again, you know, like you said, because of the professional relationship. But he said he's found a kind of a little way to get into that. Because when he visits his doc uh, patients in hospital, he would always mm -hmm. ask them, would you like to talk to the chaplain? Mm -hmm. And he says 100% of them would say no. Mm -hmm. and But then he would say, would you mind if I pray for you? Mm -hmm. And most of them would say yes. Mm -hmm. 
wow. and then he would say would you mind if i say a christian prayer mm -hmm. in the name of jesus and they would say yeah fine. i mean you know like you said everybody wants prayer mm -hmm. so that's kind of his way of getting in and if they seem open then maybe he can share more but if they don't then that's he just stops there mm -hmm. i thought oh that's a good way to say that in a professional way that is yeah. really encouraging and in those places i'm sure that they're desperate and in a place where like everyone knows prayer is like a good thing right you're if you're not christian they they pray to a god that they think has power at least right mm -hmm. um i think for myself like this time has really shaken and made me realize where i'm putting my hope and that's why i asked this question because god has really been bringing me back to jesus's words when he says he kept telling his disciples before he ascended back to heaven that not to be afraid like the peace i will give it to you and if you remain in me and i in you like you will be protected and not only that like he gave them um the truth that he has overcome all of the tribulations and hardships that they will face so not to fear and i feel like right now everyone is maybe dealing with fear of some kind mm. and i think like when we speak to that fear i mean peace is what can overcome the fear like the peace of god and i think if we were to ask people if they they want to know that peace like that peace can only come through a relationship with jesus and only jesus is the one who can give us that joy and it comes back to us helping bring people to come and acknowledge who he is not just as you know everyone knows jesus was born on christmas day but is this the person you want to call upon to be your lord and savior and yeah i think it uh, it all comes back to jesus like bringing people to jesus i think that's part of bringing people to the hope um i wanted to just read a very um, popular verse from Romans 1, 16 to 17. Um, I think that this aspect of the gospel is something that I always need reminders for. So I'm just gonna read it. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written the righteous shall live by faith and i think I, I i don't have this memorized i have a terrible memory but i have it posted on my wall because every time i i hear that passage i'm reminded that it's not my doing that will help mm -hmm. someone come to receive the gospel it is by the power of god through his spirit mm -hmm. And that's where I need to place my confidence when I hmm. think about like sharing the gospel with someone. This is like not my work at all. I'm just like the messenger and God is the one who will, you know, change a person's heart and lead them to repentance. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just wanted to um, share that verse um, along the lines of this topic. Yeah, that reminds me of like, you know, sometimes it's really frustrating when we talk to people who um, maybe they've like heard the gospel before and, you know, they have like a lot of answers and a lot of knowledge and stuff like that. And at the end of the conversation, you're just like, well, what went wrong? You know, like um, I felt like 
I answered this and that and you know like this person's heart is just really anti or really hardened to everything I have to say and it's just um, we have to remember like Jesus said to his disciples you know like they're not rejecting you you know like they're rejecting me um, mm -hmm. and like you were saying Leslie it's really like it's a miracle when someone yeah. believes in Jesus you know and yeah. is able to place their faith in Jesus Christ and um, that's where like our hope rests in it doesn't rest in like how well we say something or present something or how well we even image Christ in our daily life. Like, yeah, that, that should be a goal, definitely. You know, we want to image Christ, but when we fail, like, it doesn't mean that, oh, that person's not going to become a Christian because, like, I was a bad testimony. You know, like, there's, there's, like, much grace and much mercy, and all we can do is try and be faithful, like, yeah. like you were saying, you know. And, you know, that reminds me too, Leslie, and uh, I think it's First Corinthians, Paul says, I planted Apollo's water, but mm. God gave the increase. Mm. So neither the planting or the watering is anything, but God is the one who gives the increase. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're just doing a little bit of watering. Maybe just that little bit of um, word that you say or that prayer that you say, that's part of the watering or that little bit of planting. Mm. But then you don't know how God's going to give the increase because he is the one. Mm -hmm. I like how you guys share that. It makes me think like related to it is how a lot of times I know I personally feel deterred from sharing the gospel because I am afraid it won't be received well or that I'm just inadequate um, mm. to share it. Um, and something that I've been convicted of lately is that when I have that mindset, I'm looking at myself uh, rather than looking to God for the mm. effectiveness. And mm. That the reason why people do become saved is only by his grace. It's not anything that we, we could say. So um, even though, you know, we might be lacking gospel clarity or sometimes even evangelizing for the wrong reasons, um, God still uses that because it's his word. Um, and he, he uses us as uh, jars of clay to share this treasure, which is the gospel. So we are imperfect and, and we yet share this treasure with others. And um, that's so that God gets the glory. The power is uh, in God's hands and not our own. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 7. And I think what you guys shared reminds me of that because um, maybe the person uh, won't be receptive to what we're sharing, or maybe our delivery is not how we think it should be. Nevertheless, it's the treasure that is the gospel um, and in the Holy Spirit that changes hearts. Yeah, that does give us the uh, challenge also to be like, I think uh, Leslie, you mentioned earlier, the vine and we are the vine. Uh, he's the vine, we're the branches and that we're connected to the vine and that uh, the Holy Spirit will, will speak through us. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, we do tend to depend our own uh, mm -hmm. abilities but rather it's really, if we're connected to Christ, uh, he's the one who speaks through us as long as we abide in him. Mm. And um, the words will come from him. So that's a good encouragement uh, mm. for us to remember that, yeah, we don't have the words. If it was just on my abilities, I, I, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is really transferring like that self-sufficiency. And this, it's like, you know, a cultural thing that we rely on our adequacy, our skills, mm. when we're strong. And I think like God really wants us to rely on his spirit whom he's given to us for 
to do the work that he's called us to. And we can't do it without um, the power of his spirit. So I think in this time, more than ever, like we can't go back and rely on the church and say, let's bring our unbelievers to church. Like, I don't think that's the way that we're going to win souls in this pandemic. It's really going out and seeing the needs and being ministers of the gospel and, and ministers of this grace. And, you know, we've testified of it, we've tasted it, and now we can share it. And I think now more than ever, like, people are receptive because yeah. of this, this place in their hearts. I think God has really been <laughs> preparing these souls for harvesting. And so I think, um, I guess we can close my encouragement is just like how we can continue to be praying for ourselves that we would be ready for the opportunities from day to day. And we wouldn't rely on our own strength to be doing this work or relying that we have to have a good day or feeling really intimate with God. But God can use us even when we're weak, when we're tired, when we, I don't know, just had a fight with someone in our family the day before. He can still use us by his grace to minister to someone in need. And that is the good work that he's going to be doing. And we can join him or we can refrain from it because we're scared. But he's given us boldness and courage. Um, so I, I think we can just close this time and thank you for um, sharing your thoughts on this topic. Thank you. Thank you. Who is God putting on your heart to be a light to and share the gospel with? My prayer is that you will put your confidence in the powerful work of the Holy Spirit working through you to bring this gospel hope to unbelievers. Join us next time on the Walnut Women podcast. Thanks for listening.